Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. As we say good morning, good afternoon. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Of course, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. As we say hi to Michael, of course, we conclude week 11, Michael. Mexico City, just like we wrote it up, right? We got the 49ers and the Cardinals. Your boy Colt McCoy under center. How are we feeling today? Well, yeah, I mean, this hamstring's going to be a, it's kind of interesting how long it's taken him to get better, but actually I'm surprised the line moved to 10 when the Colt McCoy announcement. I yep. mean, you know, I actually thought it would stay right where it is because I think what they demonstrated last week was their ability to move the football effectively. They completed passes. They were able to run the ball a little bit. Now, I know the Rams from yesterday, we know the Rams are, are a bad team, and we understand that, but still it was an impressive win to go on the road in there, and if you listen to the broadcast of Hard Knocks, you know they that their season every game, they feel like it's a playoff game now. The Cardinals because they have to keep winning to win the West and to stay in the race. And obviously, the Minnesota losing, you know, Green Bay losing, the Giants losing, you know, it it, it gives them a little bit of if they win this one, it tightens things up for them and it keeps them in the race. But if they don't win, then it's going to be uh, going to be challenging for them to even get back in it. That's why I was surprised. I thought Murray would at least try to play, but I guess he can't go. Four and six Cardinals, five and four 49ers. You mentioned seven, seven and a half opener, bet all the way up to 10. And that's where it sits right now. I got one shop showing nine and a half. You got a total of 43 and a half. Again, that's going to be played in the altitude, as Michael astutely pointed out during uh, our conversation before the show. So we'll get into that game coming up tonight on Monday night. 
Uh, myriad storylines from week 11. It's funny. I, I think the most interesting storylines come out of the most boring game. And of course, you recorded <laughs> the GM Shuffle right before. That'll be up. Michael and Femi, the podcast, GM Shuffle, vcin.com or wherever you find your podcast. I'm sure you went hard on this. Let's do it again. And that is a 10-3 win for New England. Irony, before we get to the Jets, Belichick's always been obsessed with special teams, and that's how it ended. Isn't that? It's just, yeah. it's almost that confluence of perfection where we always talk about Belichick being the best coach maybe ever, and you talk about defensively. But, Michael, he focuses so much on special teams, and that was the backbreaker here. Well, it was, and I think to me there was a, a, a lot of missing points here. So with 26 seconds left to go in the game, you know, on the second down call – uh, the the Jets gain eight yards, so it's third and two, and the Jets call timeout there. And then when the Jets try to throw it on third down, when the Jets try to run, they don't get the first down, they try to run it, Belichick calls timeout with 26 seconds left to go. When he called timeout at that point in the game, Patrick, he was then saying to the Jets, I want you to punt. I want you to punt. And if you're Robert Salai, you're saying he either wants to come block this punt or he's going to set up a return. So... You've got to adjust. So now you tell your kicker, punt the ball out of bounds. I mean, this is football 101. This isn't like I'm just second-guessing here. This is head coaching football 101. Now, the fans at home might say, well, that's not, you know, that's not practical. Okay, I mean, I got in a debate with one of my friends about this yesterday. Well, you can't blame that on, on Salai punting the ball. Yes, you can. I mean, I, Zach Wilson's a whole other story. We'll get to him later. But the mm -hmm. idea that you punt the ball down the middle of the field violates every rule of head coaching 101. Right? So when Belichick called timeout, he declared who he was. When you went out there and saw the gunners were doubled, you knew it was a return. It wasn't a block. The only way it's a block is when he puts 11 into the line of scrimmage. He wasn't going to do that. He was going to try to get a return, go and see if he can get field position. He had no idea he was going to return the ball for a touchdown. He was hoping to get in field goal range and try a kick. And Salai allowed him to do that by punting the ball down the middle of the field. And instead of going over to his special teams coach saying, hey, punt the ball out of bounds, I don't want to return here, they don't, and the kid takes it back. It should have gotten moved back because of the Mac Wilson block in the back, which really wasn't needed, but that's how you lose the game. I mean, not only did the Jets' offense play horrible, they managed the game at the end horribly. You nailed it. It was essentially a walk-off of the winning score, Marcus Jones. It was the 17th punt of the game. Pretty entertaining there in the cold wind at Gillette, but it was the 17th punt, a walk-off, five seconds to go for Marcus Jones. That's one side, and we'll get to the Patriots, who are 6-4. and four. I think they were the better team overall yeah. on the field. It just took them a while yeah. to prove it. I think, as I read somebody say that, I think that's put well put. Uh, now comes the real story. Let's start here. Last year, rightfully so, we killed Salah because his defense was terrible. I mean, any way you look at it, scheme, metrics, the like it just was not good. Their defense is very good, if not elite this year. The issue for the Jets, I think it's an issue. Maybe the offense, they had six first downs and two were by penalties. The quarterback is playing mm, subpar, to put it kindly. Put it kindly is right. I mean, look. I don't think uh, – Femi and I debated this. I think the Jets' defense is good. I think it's an upright – I don't think it's elite. I think to me and, – and I've got to be honest with myself as a handicapper. I gave the Jets out with three and a half. I took it on, on Russo. That was a wrong handicap. The, the Patriots are the better team. They moved the ball more effectively in the game. Yeah. You know, they were able to run the ball – Mac Jones had six sacks. That was the difference in the game. Or else, a couple of those sacks, he got pushed out of field, you know, makeable field goal range, and the kid and and Folt misses two field goals. To me, like I don't blame, I don't blame the walk off 
return as a bad a bad beat. I, I think it was a bad handicap. And you got to be honest with yourself about the handicap. Like if you took New England and laid the points, you were the right. That was the right side. The game didn't go that way, but it was the right side. New England's a better team. They moved the ball more effectively. You know, they were able to make the plays in the passing game, which the Jets couldn't do. And so put that over on the side. This Jets offense is atrocious. They lose Hall. They have no running game. We said all, all day yesterday that the Jets were going to have to find a way to run the ball. They didn't want Wilson to participate in the game. We knew that. They didn't want him to participate in the game. So, But when you run it 23 times for 59 yards and one of your ones is 14 yards, that's Zach Wilson. He was the leading ball carrier in the game at, at three carries for 26 yards. That 14-yarder was the biggest run of the game. So, you know, like to me, there was no offense. Mims dropped a, probably a first down, but other than that, there was no place. I mean, frankly, Wilson tried to throw an interception over there on, sec, over there on, first, uh, yep. on the sideline. Jonathan Joseph almost picked it off there. You know, at the end of the game there. So, look, I, I think the Jets' offense has been broken. Let's go back, right? Against Pittsburgh, it wasn't – they weren't playing good. And he, he scored – they had two drives in the fourth quarter. They came back. Miami. Miami's getting ready to take the lead, going up 19-17. All of a sudden, the fourth quarter, they come back. But since then, we have not seen him play at a level. And when they lost Hall, they lost their run game. And, you know, their defense has to play too many snaps, and it's a fa- and, and it costs them. Okay, just how bad. Objectively, I'm not sure, and I'm not being hyperbolic, I'm not sure an offense can perform worse, and we're talking across 100 years. I mean, they had 103 total yards. They had two yards in the second half. Slaw came out and called his offense dog-ass. Uh, I'll clean it up a little bit there. As you mentioned, Wilson tried to throw a couple of picks. The Patriots just didn't oblige. Brees Hall's out. Carter... Robinson, not the answer. I understand the offensive line has some injuries, but we've got to get something from the offensive coordinator in this offense. You can't have 103 total yards in a football game. That's just improbable, impossible. It, it, it's it's impossible, right? I mean, and so look, they just they they've never been very good on third down. The Lafleur family, you know, I mean, I read an article the other day by on I don't know what website it was that had him as mentioning as a possible head coaching candidate. Oh, are we watching any games here? Seriously, are we watching this offense? Like, I mean, at some point, don't you have to do something sustainable to become a head coach in the NFL? Maybe you don't. I don't know. But we talk about how great the Jets are talent-wise. And yet, so if it's not their talent, if they're really good because Joe Douglas drafted all these guys, then let me ask you something. Then where is the play? Like, to me, New England, the last time they played New England, Wilson cost them the game, but they moved the ball. New England didn't really move the ball. New England t- turned it over. They got a call back. All Jet fans were complaining about the unnecessary roughness. Okay, that 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 was a call. It was the right call, but that that game, the Jet, the, the Patriots didn't move the ball very well. They moved the ball in this game. They were able yes. to run the ball. They made plays in the passing game. They just couldn't finish drives. I actually thought the Patriots' offense, you know, they were four for fifteen on third down, which killed them, but they. They didn't really sustain, and the Jets' offense. I mean, they're they're just they have nothing going to them. I mean, think about it. They beat Buffalo twenty to seventeen. Buffalo turns the ball over. They lose to New England. Then they have the bye. They score three points. I mean, they they scored sixteen against Denver in that win. For all the love the general manager and Douglas gets, and he gets a lot of it. His biggest swing is unequivocally a huge swing and a miss and it comes down to the quarterback let's hear before we play it and i'll say this it's not just about the talent at least he's got a good attitude let's hear from wilson 
as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. Okay, that's uh, if you can't hear it, that's Wilson saying, no, the offense didn't let the defense down. He just benched himself. But let me ask you a question. What do you do as an organization? I don't think they'll bench him. I mean, like, I think he's indifferent. I think you could just feel the comment. Did you see the interaction between him and his teammates? I mean, he's a little bit like Carson Wentz. I mean, Kyler Murray, like they're not they're not connected to their teammates. You know, and, right. and like nobody's got his back. Like, did you hear one comment about, hey, look, this ain't on Zach. This is on all of us. Did you hear that? You see Garrett Wilson? You see Garrett Wilson I saying, I'm that. done with this? I, he was screaming, I'm, I'm done, done with this. I'm done with this. Who do you think he's talking yards. about? I mean, you know, guy averages, you know, and he's a rookie. Like, at some point, <laughs> you got to sit there and say, okay, wait a minute. And I think anytime they play against a good team, look, the, the Jets are scared to death to let Wilson play in the game. They want to eliminate him from turning the ball over. They know he's going to turn the ball over. They He tried to yesterday. You were right. He tried to throw two picks yesterday. Yeah. You know, the, the Patriots just didn't catch him. I, I think, to me, you could make the case the first time they played, the Jets were the better team. You could not make that case yesterday. Like, the, the right handicap was taking the Patriots, whether it was three and a half, whether it was three, it didn't matter. They were the right side because they were the better team. I think that's okay. Like that is so important. What you just said there for new handicappers, where it's a walk off with a punt. It was headed to overtime. You're thinking you got screwed if you're a Jets backer. No, what you're saying is the Patriots pushed out of field goal range. Were the better team. That that was that was the right side. Lane the three three and a half was the right side. And I think that's you got to always go back over the games and say what was the right side. Yep, I, I 100%. Okay, when we come back, the answer on what they will do moving forward for the Jets and a statement for how about them Cowboys in Minnesota. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is. It always has been BetMGM, the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com, download the BetMGM app reconfigured there, so easy to use in game. Remember, if you're in Vegas, bring your state issued ID to an MGM property ready to go. 21 years or older, 1 800 gambler if you have an issue. Great question as we bring you back here. Happy holidays, Michael Lombardi. We'll be here on Thursday. I'm excited about Thursday. I don't know about you. Uh, but we'll Thursday. get the broadcast in leading into the games and then have a hell of a lot of fun on Turkey Day. So at normal time, we're not going to be on the, we, you know, we'll be at, tw- we'll be nine to 11 West coast, 12 right. to two here on the East. So we'll be right in the middle yep. of the game, which will be perfect. And by the way, right in the middle of a game that features the wow. Detroit lions, which we'll get you to can't slow. You can only hope to contain them. I mean, look, let's face it. <laughs> you can only hope to contain them. You're not slowing I get nauseous. them down. I mean, let's be, I get nauseous. I literally like, I didn't reply to Will Hill. I'm sorry. He just he, he's tweeting me. He's texting me. He was always right about the Lions and all this kind. Of, I'm I'm not I'm not replying. I'm not playing the game. But if I see one more person tweet like, "How can you not get pumped up listening to Dan Campbell post game?" Dude, I can't. I can't handle the Dan Campbell crap. It's just like whatever. Anyway, um, Bond brought this up, so I want to follow up with you on Wilson. Fascinating draft with quarterbacks because the question marks abound. Lawrence, Lance. Wilson, uh, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Davis Mills. Like, there are a lot of big question marks with that draft class from two years ago. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, and, and the high ones and the low ones. I mean, Davis Mills was horrible again yesterday. And so it just shows you. Justin Fields, I told Femi, he, we need, he needs an eye doctor's oh, appointment because his he's fourth still, quarter performance. He, Oh Again, my gosh. but no, we just over. I I told Femi he needs to get together with the the worldwide leader and and join forces and build this campaign for his MVP selection because, like at some point you have to throw the ball to win a game. You got to make throws, you know. And so I, I look, Zach Wilson. He didn't. He's not. He wouldn't even take accountability. I mean, how many players would be in that situation where you play as poorly as you played? And not sit there and say, look, we all got to do better. I saw it be. Like, how do you not take ownership of that? Like, that's a, if I were Joe Douglas, I would be scared to death of that. Like, how do I not take ownership of that? Like, you've just basically told all your teammates, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. It, I, I don't know how they do that. Now, they got, you know, obviously they have a, a, a game this week where, you know, 
I, I think, uh, you know, that I, I can't imagine they could put him back in the starting lineup, but I think they will because they have to, right? You well, know, I was looking at, I, I think, who do they have? They have this, they, the Jets have the. I'll give it to you right now. The I was, Jets. Uh, the Jets have, are, I think it was a six point line. I think the line was. Hold on. I, I got you. Chicago at the Jets, and it is six. Chicago. It's, it went to six because Fields is is, is questionable whether he's, he's going to play. He's TBD. Correct. So, so like, may, I mean, may I, I just jump in Jets and just are... say this, like the accountability, Michael, like you have to take Lawrence out of that group because the talent's there, but the accountability, you can tell he stands up and always says that's on me. The players love him. You can always like the reason Douglas should get hit for this. It's not just the lack of talent and the accuracy. His completion percentage in Wilson is the worst in football. It's his personality stinks. I mean, he's just like that is indignant. That's petulant. What he did standing yeah. up like that. He threw the rest of his team under the bus. That's disgusting. Yeah. And trust me, they know it too. I mean, they see it. I mean, they react to it. I mean, they're not blind to it. I mean, you know, you gotta hang together. This is this is divisive. This is subversive from within when you do that. And it and it creates problems. Look, I'm sure Daniel Jones, I didn't see what his comments were after his performance, but I'm sure he took ownership of it. He's at least a kid that takes ownership of it. Yeah. You know, jo- Josh Allen took ownership of it with his mistakes. I can't do that. I got to play better. But Zach Wilson, got, you know, he's got six first downs, two by penalties, nine completions in the game, and, and he didn't let the defense down? Come on. That, that's embarrassing. You don't think they go to Flacco or White? You don't think they make a move here? I know they have to I, see. I, like, they have to see. They have to give them reps to see what they have, but my goodness. Well, they moved White up to two, which tells you all you need to know. Like, Flacco, he was blindsided by that, right? He wasn't. He didn't even understand that. So they moved White up to two, and we've seen White play well. Now we've seen White turn the ball over, too. Remember, there was a stretch there, I think it was an Indy last year, where White actually played pretty well. But he turned yep. the ball over, and they made too many mistakes. See, the problem they have, Patrick, is they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. They don't want to play Wilson. They want to limit what he can do. They want to keep him on a tight leash so he's got no real offense, and they can't run the ball. Right? The offensive line is a problem. I mean, in fairness to Wilson, the line is bad. The Patriots just were way too way more physical than they were in the game, so they took the game over. But the point here is, like at some point, you can't play scared, and the Jets' offense is playing scared. Uh, another thing, and you can tell me, I'll just pause it and you run with it if you want. But when he says no, when he was asked directly, did the offense hurt the defense today, Zach Wilson, and he just kind of indignantly, insubordinately said no. He also draws a line in the locker room where now the offense is like, dude, we didn't like, we, we agree. We're, we're not helping the defense, but he kind of takes the offense with him. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a bad yeah, no, look I, in the I locker mean, room. And you're the leader of the team. You've got to take accountability, right? You're the leader. You're the guy that everybody looks to. You're, you know, I mean, right. that's why Taylor Heineke's loved in Washington, you know, because they, yeah. they, you know, they take to the kid. He takes accountability. He sets it for, you know, what a lead, what a great leaders do. They stand in front when someone's getting attacked. What do they do? They stand behind when someone's getting praised. I mean, that's what you do. If he would have had a great game, hey, look, my line was really good. The backs were unbelievable. It was so easy for me today. You know, that's what that's what a leader does. And then when you're bad, look, that's on me. I was I didn't I didn't execute. We had a great game plan. I mean, that's what leaders do. But this kid isn't, and and this kid is so immature. I mean, it's so immature, and it's part of the issue too because. He's part of a you – know, I'm sure he's not an easy kid to coach either because I'm sure he's very sensitive. Well, you know the story. Uh, entitled 
came from an entitled situation. It's almost like a Mayfield situation. Had some cash growing. I mean, again, I'm projecting. I'm. I'm well, just Mayfield. I mean, Mayfield was an overachiever that never got. You know, he Mayfield carries this chip on his shoulder that I. You know, nobody recruited me. I had to go to Texas Tech. Then I went to Oklahoma. I mean, how he was the first. When you watch Mayfield today, and you ask yourself, how was he the first pick overall in the draft? You just have to scratch your head. Like, also, he in, got in slower. To, he he got slower too. Like he can't move like he could. No, but that's the problem. It's like yesterday I'm watching the Raider game because of Mick, you know, and, and I mean, Wilson, can he look any slower? <laughs> I mean, maybe chubby. I'm not trying to fat shame anybody, but maybe. But looks- I mean, like, and can we have a conversation about that game for a second? Like, well, nobody, well, I don't know. Why don't we got to start with Mick and we got to start congratulating the Raiders. They could have folded. It's not it's not an overwhelming win, but it was a win, and it was a great play to Devontae to close out the game. Let's start there. Well, I mean, that play to Devontae is is really it's, I mean, I thought Josh had two great calls in the game. You know, the 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 throw to Moreau, the start that the, they they run the ball in the first down play. They throw to Moreau on a, on a classic New England play. They get Moreau for thirty three yards, one of their longest plays of the day, and then they come back and run that over route. Do you remember they ran an over route earlier in the game where Carr didn't put it right on? On, yeah, I was watching on, that. On, yep. And it was a hard catch, and he caught it, and he went to the ground. So when you're running that route, so when you're running that over route, if the if the corner jumps it, like he wants to play the over, then you have an option to take it back the other way, which is what which is what Adams did, and he walked. That's why he was so wide open. They played the play, and they had an answer for the play, and so they were able to do that. But for me. It was a great win for the Raiders. They needed to win a close game. They needed because the, the one thing about right. the Raiders for all the conversations, you know, that they, they they've been in every game except for the Saints game. They just haven't been able to close a game out. At least they closed that one out, so that's good for them. But let's go back to the Denver. I mean, Denver starts the game off. They have two drives to get ten points. Then they fall apart. But at the end of the game, with two minutes to go, they decide to throw the ball. And meanwhile, they're they're on the announcers are saying, "Well, that's a good call. Put the ball in Russ's hands." Wait a minute. Russ is not any good. What are we doing putting it in his hands? Like, this isn't Russell Wilson from four years ago. This is no. Russell Wilson today. Like, what that's are we doing perce- here? That's where perception. Do you realize, do you realize that Denver gave the, the Denver gave the Raiders five timeouts in that game? So they throw the ball on that, sec, on that third down play, stops the clock. Okay? They could have taken it all the way down. The Raiders would have got the ball back with maybe a minute to go and it would have been a long field goal. They might have made it, but it would have been hard. Instead, they have three plays inside the inside the eight-yard line to try to win the game because they had so much time on the clock. Mm. But then when they made the 43-yard pass to Jacobs, the Raiders are probably going to have to spike it there. But what happens? Denver calls timeout. Denver mm. called timeout there. Game a free one. That's five. So the league gave them three. Denver gave them two more. <laughs> that, was, that was kind. I mean, yeah, it's the I holiday mean, season. And, and you wonder why you don't win the fourth quarter? Well, you know, you wonder Patton, why you don't win the fourth quarter. The general manager there in Denver, he's got, <laughs> he, he's got to fire the coach. The, no question. He has to fire the coach. And he, he signed the quarterback until he's 50 years old and the quarterback can't move. That's a tough spot to be in. And the quarterback doesn't acknowledge he's not playing good because the quarterback looks at his QBR or the quarterback looks at his quarterback rating and, he, you know, I was a 99.8. I only had seven incomplete passes. I threw for 247. You know, but you didn't make a play in the game. You made, you know, you made the great throw to, to Hinton down the sideline for 32 yards. That was a great play, but you didn't make a play in the game. 
Also, if you can somehow p- pin down Russell Wilson's personality, I, I'm not going to be negative about who he is. He's the weirdest dude in the NFL. Like, any, anytime he talks, you're like, that doesn't make any sense, and it's counterintuitive to, to what we're seeing, but that's Russell Wilson. When we come back, the opposite. Dallas absolutely dismantled the Vikings. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you don't have to wait until after Turkey Day to score a Black Friday deal with v New v Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the v score. This is a great deal. So what you're going to get is 30 bucks immediately, and you can go and buy a shirt, get a hat. We got great stuff in the store. So with VEASAN Pro Access, you get a daily recap of the top plays. We send them right to you. You get the tools like the betting splits, which are invaluable. You get a deep dive daily betting report, which is a part of the daily newsletter. Shout out to Bill AD. Uh, you get VEASAN Store, which we got a bunch of great t-shirts and hats and a bunch of great stuff. Make sure you check it out. You get 30 bucks when you sign up right now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become a pro. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to bring in our partner there at the Borgata, Atlantic City, Thomas Gable. He runs the race in sportsbook. And as we say hi to Thomas, who will have a busy week, of course. He'll be working on Turkey Day. There's no doubt about that with us. Uh, first off, hi, Thomas. And I, I'm going to start here. Just curious. You end up winning or losing with that kind of weird line there in Minnesota and the trounce, the beatdown that the Cowboys provided. Uh, good morning, Patrick, and uh, good, good afternoon, morning. Michael. Yeah, we uh, we took a small loss on that game uh, overall. I mean, it was uh, we, we took some bigger money on the Cowboys late. Uh, that game closed two, and uh, obviously it was over at halftime. Uh, Vikings just did not show up there for that. And Cowboys looked uh, fantastic, but um, yeah, it closed uh, two and small loser on that game. Small loser. TG, small what was loser. the one okay. small loser? What was the how? How did you play out with the Eagles' one point win over the the Colts? I mean, how did that work out for you? Uh, it was good. It could have been better if uh, they had lost outright, but uh, we uh, <laughs> we still won on the game. Uh, I mean, that was you know give the give the Eagles credit when they uh, when they needed that last drive, they kind of reverted back to what they do best, which is run the ball. And uh, it couldn't, they just couldn't stop Hurts from uh, running. Now, this is, again, now we've seen basically three weeks in a row here where the Eagles have reverted to something we haven't seen. They, they used to be very first-half dominant there for their first uh, seven games of the year. And uh, then it was the Texans game where they went in tied at halftime last Monday night. Of course, they were losing at halftime. The Washington ended up losing the game. Uh, yesterday saw the Colts jump out to the lead there. So they, they have not been playing from in front, and they're 2-1 and one on these games that they haven't been playing in front going into the second half. So uh, they're obviously making a little bit of adjustment, but the league, I think, is making the bigger adjustment here in uh, maybe figuring out how to deal with, with the Eagles. Because, Michael, as you said many times through the year, uh, this is a tough team to prepare for when you don't see something like this throughout the rest of the year, this type of offense. Uh, but yeah. it seems like now the the league has sort of caught up. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to be really physical inside, which the which the Colts are with Buckner in there. Uh, you've got to be able to play the inside run game, and then you've got to have the speed to chase from the defensive front. You just can't be slow 
you can't have big defensive linemen. You got to be able to be athletic. And I think we could see this the last. I mean, you know, that's what Houston has. Even though they gave up, you know, they were able to beat Houston. Washington really doesn't have that. They kept them off the field, but Washington was able to to really, you know, control the line of scrimmage. And then last week, the Colts, which was a good game for them, I, I thought the Eagles would have taken it over. But again. Remember, the Eagles going into two weeks ago, the Monday night game, they had only turned the ball over three times. And in the last two weeks now, they've turned it over six. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was Hurts taking over in that game, which was interesting uh, towards the end. We'll get to that game in just a bit. And how about an overview, TG? How'd you do at the book uh, in totality yesterday? Uh, overall, we did pretty well. Uh, football, NFL overall was a very good day. Uh, did decent in college basketball, but uh, with the NFL, I would say the the best game for us, aside from the Eagles, the Eagles could have been uh, fantastic if they had uh, not come back there to win and would have captured all that uh, money line, uh, money and um, people who I guess actually ended up playing some teasers there on the Eagles um, at six and a half and teased it down to half a point. I guess that came into I don't know who, who would have done that, but. Uh, um, the Commanders Texans game that was actually the best result for us. Uh, <clears throat> took a lot of Texans money there, and that went our way. Obviously, the Commanders were in control of that game the uh, entire time, and uh, don't look now, but they're uh, they're now above five hundred. The Washington uh, yeah. old Washington football team, so uh, <laughs> they're still in the mix. And um, and then, of course the the Jets Patriots game. Uh, a lot of interest in that here locally, and uh, I mean, just a killer for Jets backers. If you had the uh, the three and a half uh, with the Jets uh, to lose on that punt return at the end, but um, overall, very good day. Uh, I, I would say though, the the biggest decision that won our way was the uh, Commanders and Texans, and probably the one that that didn't go our way. Uh, the, the worst one was probably the um, the Bills and Browns didn't go our way, and um, uh, also. Uh, I believe it or not, lost on the uh, the Lions and the Giants as well. It took some late Detroit money there, Patrick. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> hey, hey TG, I wanted to ask you about, you know, there was a ton of steam on that Pittsburgh line to me was, I, I never bought it. It went from six yeah. down, at, you closed at three and a half, right? Yes, like, did, was it? Did you get any late Bengal money at all? Uh, we did. We did. We ended up uh, at, at the very end. We probably needed the Steelers for a, a short, uh, very short number. But uh, overall, it was uh, not much of a decision on that game. Interesting. That was, uh, Michael, I think your number was closer to eight, and it was a seven-point game. I was six on game. that game. I was six, okay. yeah. So I was right six there. on that. It opened yeah. up. I think it opened at seven, and it, and it went all the way down to three and a half. It, it's like somebody was betting Pittsburgh to move that number. But I never saw it. I mean, and, and actually, it clo- it, the game ended up on seven, but that was the backdoor seven that they got late in the game. I mean, Cincinnati dominated the second half in that game like I thought they would. Cincinnati's defense now in second halves is very good. They make great adjustments, and they really do. They did a great job on Pickett. Pickett moved the ball in the first half, couldn't do anything in the yep. second half. Yeah, 100%. Kansas City charges them. We'll get to Monday night here. Thomas Gable on the Lombardi line. Runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. You may have gotten hurt with that over a 30 27 winner, Kansas City, uh, but the Chargers do cover the number. Yeah, the, the total was really, uh, I think, where we had a little bit of a decision on and we closed 52 and a half, obviously, uh, went over. 
the game closed five and a half, and but it was pretty evenly bet all day, and uh, it was very balanced action there at the five and a half number. So, um, not much of a decision at all overall overall on the spread, but um, the the total, yeah, we did lose a little bit there on the total, Patrick. They want to bet those offenses on a Sunday night standalone game. That's generally where the way it goes. Although betters have gotten sharper due to Vsin helping them out. Okay, tonight, Mexico City, are you all the way up to 10 with the 49ers laying it? Colt McCoy under center for the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, so you see, you've seen the number go to 10 now with uh, Murray officially out and Colt McCoy in. Now, McCoy is, I guess, not without his issues, uh, health issues. Uh, he, I think, suffered a knee injury, but he's been cleared and uh, is good to go for tonight for the Cardinals. Uh Murray to miss a second straight week here. Uh, the Niners open up as seven and a half point favorite now. Now up to ten, and the the total has pretty much stayed steady uh, from the opener. Forty three and a half is where it's sitting right now. And again, uh, pretty balanced action on this right now. But uh, we'll see as the day progresses. Uh, see if we can get some Cardinals money in here. Uh, get into ten. Uh, with McCoy, I mean, this is a game where again the Niners—they have so many weapons now at this point at their disposal. It's kind of like, does Shanahan really know what to do with everybody? You have so many pieces. Is <laughs> it's kind of like an embarrassment of riches there for him, um, and kind of just getting everybody involved. You know, it's funny that I, I you made a great point just there, and I think as betters we need to be aware of this: is if Colt McCoy can't stay healthy through the game, you're looking at Trace McSorley. If they bring up another quarterback today before you make a bet, if they activate a third guy and bring him on the roster, that tells you McCoy might not make it. And if that's the case, you can't play. You cannot play Arizona no matter what the number is here. Like McCoy, mm-hmm. to me, is a good play because at least he throws the ball down the field. He's, you know, it's, he's at 6.4 yards attempt. I mean, Murray's always has been below 6-0 all year. Now he's finally got it to 6. Plus, I think he'll protect the football better, which Murray doesn't do. Now, you don't get all the yards rushing – but that's what I would be concerned about. If I was playing this game, I'd be concerned that McCoy gets hurt, and the next thing you know, you're you're watching a Trace McSorley game, and that ten t- that ten point spread you got doesn't really help you. Yeah, McCoy could always push the ball down the field, hundred percent. Right, so do you? You're going to need Cardinals. Uh, you're going to need Cardinal tickets to come in, and you're you're going to close ten. You think because it's one ten right now on ten, Thomas. <clears throat> you know. Uh... Right now, it's it's a little. Um, we we do need the Cardinals for a little bit. Obviously, a lot to be determined here as we go through the day. A lot of money will come in. It's still still early, so uh, ticket count is favoring the Niners about two to one in ticket count. But uh, uh, the money is uh, not uh, not quite that the same split. So okay, and nice winner handed out by TG with Harvard yesterday. Bill A.D. was texting me for his play. So thank you for that, Thomas Gable. We got Thanksgiving coming up. It's going to be a busy week for you, and we'll talk to you, okay? Thanks, T.G. We'll see yep. you soon. Yeah, thank happy you. Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah, thank you, yep. Thomas. When we come back, Minnesota is 8-2 and two at a minus two-point differential. How do you handle that moving forward? Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, I think Netherlands just got a goal. I heard a celebration in the control room. Remember, early group stages in the World Cup, these are very nervous KG affairs, mostly defensive. Netherlands is better than Senegal. Senegal doesn't have Mane, their best player. And it's been nil-nil for the whole entire game. I think Netherlands, I don't have it on right here in the office, but we'll get you updated. Remember, you can get the betting guide over at vcin.com slash subscribe. Also, football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first-town touchdown score prop on Monday Night Football. And Thursday night, if your bet loses, you can receive up to $25 back in free bets. Go to betmgm.com. It's a great deal all season long. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Yeah, Netherlands. Michael's team, the Netherlands just scored uh, 83rd minute against Senegal. So I know you're you're anticipating the end of that match. So I got that for you, oh, big I'm, guy. I'm, I'm on pins and needles. I got to get my TV in here tomorrow so I can keep watching this while we're doing the I show. I, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm nervous I about it. you. Don't, I love that people are into it. I love that people are into it. 
You know what happens? It starts to build momentum because it's one of those things. It's better in the summer because there's not a lot going on. It's just baseball when the World Cup is generally happening, right? But And there's so much happening right now, so I think it might take a little juice. But this is a month long with the World Cup. So what starts to happen, Michael, oh, is you start... Yeah, it's a month long. You so gotta you go start a month getting into the beer? stories. What's that? You got to go a month without a beer over there? Oh, my God, that's a long time. <laughs> a month time. without a beer. And if you happen to be in a relationship with somebody of the same sex, you have to go a month without seeing them. You can go a month yeah. without wearing short sleeves. You can, Let's just put it, let's be blunt. The a idea that FIFA, there's a lot of rules, uh, inhumane rules, and the fact that FIFA awarded Qatar the World Cup is a disaster. Uh, however, that is happening. Of course, you got USA Wales, which probably ends in a nil-nil tie coming up 11 my time, 2 o'clock your time. Okay. I We've should got be plenty to, do. to watch it, yes. No, well... We actually, we, you you didn't have your headset on, but Bond said, I think Michael's going to request to leave 10 minutes early from the show, so do you mind taking it with Pritch? <laughs> all it takes me, wants- only takes me three minutes to get home, so I'll be fine. I just go oh, right in, take I- Bella out, and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> Bella, the pain in the ass. Always always the wrong timing with Bella. Okay, uh, let's do this. The Vikings, I, I, I said this on the way to break, and we'll get to the Cowboys, but the Vikings are now 8-2. and two. I, I, When this... When I read this today, they're a minus two point differential on the season, and they're eight and two. Isn't that kind of the most mind blowing thing you've heard? Because yeah, it, well, it was a forty forty three win for the Cowboys. All, all it takes is a thirty seven point loss to mess up your your totals, right? You know, I mean, yep. and th- this game got out of hand quickly, and it, and probably was the best thing that Minnesota did was retreat to fight for another day. They got M- New England on Thursday night. So that probably was the best thing they could do. They just have to forget about it and bounce back and say, hey, look, this is the one game that we've played two games this year that we've lost. Both of them we really weren't in. Philadelphia 24-7, to we lost that. This game we weren't in at halftime. But we'll figure out a way. Now, the thing is, is if you really are honest with yourself, I mean, if you're really honest with yourself, go back to Miami or go back to Chicago back in on, on November, let's go November, the, the, the October the 9th. You know, Chicago's driving the ball down. They strip it out. Chicago's going to win. The, looks like they're going to win the game. Fumble at the end. Minnesota wins. Great win. Next week, they go down to Miami. Miami's got, you know, they punt the ball. They have 15 drives. They punt it 13 times. They find a way to win. Miami's backup quarterback gets injured on the second play, and everything falls apart. They win that game by eight. Then they go and play the Cardinals, and we know the Maris got every opportunity to at least cover the spread or win the game. Can't do it. And then the Commanders, they're down 17-7 in the fourth quarter, and Heineke throws the interception. They win the game 2017. And then Buffalo, if Buffalo just sneaks the ball, Buffalo's going to win. So, yes, they're 8-2, and two, and Parcells is right. You are what your record says. But there's some gray in this record. There's some gray here. Like, they're not dominant, the, the, especially with the offensive line injured like it was. Darashaw gets hurt with the concussion. He's out, going to play New England. I mean – they got behind in a game. When they got behind in a game, it puts more pressure on the offensive line. So I think they'll bounce back. I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're an elite team. I think we found out yesterday two teams that we know aren't elite that were have, had elite records are not elite. That's the Giants and the Vikings. We'll get to the Cowboys-Vikings, Michael. Quickly, we do have breaking news here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, Falcons standout wide receiver. I did that for you. Uh, yes. Kyle Pitts is believed to have a, is suffered a torn MCL that would require mm. surgery. Uh, there's a following MRI to come a second opinion, but a torn 
MCL potentially for Kyle Pitts, maybe the surprise of the NFL season at five and six for the Falcons, your immediate reaction to Pitts potentially missing, of course, the rest of the regular season. I don't know if this means if they do make the postseason, he's back. Well, I mean, look, it, it kind of eliminates them having to play around him as a tight end because they kind of work it so that they use him, but they don't really use him at tight end. They line him up there. They run away from him. So now they can kind of stop that. Now, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a big receiver. But, mm-hmm. you know, now they're going to have to rely on London. They're going to have to rely on some other guys to make plays. The, the Bird has kind of been that guy they've gone to to make some big plays. He made him against Carolina in that game for a touchdown. So, look, this is a team that wants to run the football. You know, and Patterson was great yesterday. And, and Patterson can mm. pick up some of the slack in the passing game, too, because he's dynamic in the passing game. I mean, he, you know, he was a receiver at one time. Now he's only got eight catches on the year for 5.8 in average, but he can still pick some things up. Look, I said on my pot, I don't think Atlanta's any good, but I, I marvel at, 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 at the coach. You know, Arthur Smith has done a great job of kind of making this happen. You know, the, the old Florida quarterback, Felipe Franks, is a guy they've been training to be this kind of move tight end. Maybe they'll move him up and see what he can do. Yeah, it's Vrabel or Smith for me. I Like, Smith is so dedicated to running the football, he'll be down 21 in the game, and he'll keep on running it. And we have to give yeah. you know him credit for sticking to his guns. Uh, you've been on Patterson for a while. Patterson was the difference in that win over the Bears yesterday. He's just incredible. When he plays, he, he's so good. He's so talented. And he's hard to tackle, you know. And and they didn't really run Fast. him as much as you, you know. And then out, you know, the other kid that they got, the Hunley kid, runs the ball well. Allergen, I, I think. How do you say his name? The, the other kid Algiers? that they got from BYU, Algiers. You know, he's good. I mean, they're, they're you know they average almost five yards a carry. And Mariota didn't. Mariota had one long run of 10 yards in the game, but he wasn't a factor running the football. They ran him, but he wasn't a factor. They made sure that you accounted for him in the run game. But, you know, and they they limited how many times he has to throw the football. Look, I, I think they're playing to their strengths. They're no different than the Giants. They have to manage the game a certain way. They had 20 passes in the game. They had 33 rushes. You know, they had 13 completions. So, you know, they averaged four or five a carry. And they, they made the longest pass play, Patrick, was 19 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mariota's 13 to 20 for 131. Won the game 27 24. They're always in shootouts. And your boy Femi, we got to talk to our guy Femi because Fields gave that fourth quarter away, just like Two last week he row. gave the fourth quarter away to the Lions. Two weeks in that's a row. an issue. A- MVP, that's a, that's MVP an issue. though, Patrick. MVP. Of course. I don't sleep on I mean, on why wouldn't you vote for him? I don't understand why you wouldn't vote for him for MVP. I mean, are you not watching the games? Come on. Come on, please. Now, Femi's Vison not is, saying that. No, no, no. I know he's not. I know he's not. Uh, Vison is probably the home of the most Cowboy fans that never even have been to Texas. So let's get to the Cowboys. 37-point win. Never in doubt. All three phases. They dominated. Tony Pollard is a superstar. Uh, a lot to take from this. Specifically, uh, good job, McCarthy. Tough loss in Green Bay. You come back and you're just absolutely ready to go out the gate. They never were in doubt there. I think, you know, the one thing I will say is after the bye week, I think teams are a little slow to get started. We saw that with San Francisco, right, against the Chargers. You know, they were kind of slow to get started against the Chargers. Dallas was slow against Green Bay to get started. They kind of got going. I thought it was a great win for them. I mean, they took the game over. They made it almost impossible for Cousins to get comfortable in the pocket. And they took Jefferson away. Jefferson's got 33 yards on three catches. His long, pa- long pass was 15 yards. If you make them have to get into more third downs like Miami did, you can get them to punt. Look, the, one of the things we've said about Minnesota all year long is the fact that they're, they don't pass the eye test because they punt so damn much. 
You know, right. so we're always used to seeing them punt. You know, and so that, but they've been able to overcome that. Yesterday, they dug a hole too deep to come out of. I mean, think about it, Patrick. They're behind. They're behind twenty-seven to ten against Buffalo. You know, they they dig holes and they're able to work their way out. The last two weeks, this one they couldn't dig themselves out. So, you know, I mean, look, that it, it, it was going to happen. But I think the key to playing Minnesota, I mean, Cousins last year really threw the ball well down the field. This year, he's at six point five yards per attempt. It's you know, they're taking the profits. They're not trying to turn the ball over. He still has eight interceptions. He only has 14 touchdown passes. I mean, his quarterback rating isn't great, but he's been able to lead him to win. To me, there's always a margin, a small margin when it comes to Minnesota. They can't mess it up. Well, isn't it? Minnesota's lost the Eagles and Cowboys combined score 64-11. So they'll be in the postseason. They're going to win the North. They're going to host a playoff game, but they're not with those two in the NFC. Right, and, and where they've been really good, they're one of the best fourth-quarter teams in football. They scored 83 points in the fourth quarter, and they've won an overtime game. So, you know, that's where they've really – they've scored 83 points in the fourth, which is – and they only scored 27 in the third. So they've done a great job of, of rallying back. Okay, we've got a game to cap, and that is the closer. Week 11, San Francisco, Arizona, Mexico City, Colt McCoy under center for the Cardinals. Also – our, we're going to talk more about Wilson. We'll have a follow-up on Kyle Pitts. Mike Pritchard's going to join. A big hour next here at Lombardi Line. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.